Hey everybody, welcome to Petty Banter. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Rakume Bartholomew, joined here by the one, the only, James. I'm not that guy from Top Gear May. How's it going, James? Oh, wonderful. I'm definitely not British. Definitely not British? Definitely you don't, not. You don't like talking about cars in a blimey British accent? Nope, nope. Definitely <laughs> That's not. Good, then. That's good then. All right. Well, this is the uh, very first episode of Petty Banter, where we're going to basically talk about nothing, talk about whatever the hell we want. It's like Seinfeld, only better because Seinfeld is for pussies. <gasps> you know. All right. So we're gonna since this is the first episode, I figured we just go through and uh, tell you guys a little bit about ourselves. So um, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, my name's Nick. On the internet, I'm known as uh, Rakume, but for the purposes of this broadcast. Going by Nick because that's what Jim's been calling me for his whole life, and I don't want him to have like a heart attack or something like that. So definitely not, definitely not. No, that would suck. Um, so I'm a writer, an editor. I'm the uh, the founder of ControlAltAwesome.com, which is hosting this uh, podcast, um, and I'm a gamer and a hobbyist and a chronic masturbator, or at least I was before I got married. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't you tell the the listeners at home a little bit about yourself, buddy? Uh, my name is James May. I, I, as Nick said earlier, I'm I'm not the uh, British TV host. Uh, I go by Jim, but my username online is Jim2003. You know, super creative name, dude. Why I'm is it 2003 anyway? Is that the first year that you decided to use that name? I think it is, you know, but it's been so long, I really don't remember. I don't even remember like, why you used 2013 years ago. I don't remember. You think it would but, be like uh, Jim 990 or something like that, since that's know, like right? what everything, all of your other shit is, right? Yeah, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a writer as well, as well as Nick, uh, but I, I'm a creative writer. I've recently published I've, my, self-published my first book. I love how you put yourself in a higher pedestal than me yes. right there from the very yes. beginning. I'm, I'm a better writer than you because I write real writer. stuff, creative stuff. You need You're an right. imagination to be a creative writer. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't write those petty articles for websites <laughs> like you. I write, I write novels. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty new at it, so I can't really say, you know, I can't really say I'm at a higher pedestal than Nick. I'm pretty new to it. But, uh, other than that, I, I'm a computer enthusiast like Nick. I, I'm a gamer. Uh, I used to game a lot, but I don't, I don't have a lot of time for it anymore, but I still enjoy a good game every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, it's it's been hard, man. I mean, I just had my first kid about a week ago, and it's hell, man. I mean, I probably got about four hours of sleep last night, and I'm sitting here now talking to you, and I'm yeah. about ready to fall asleep. <laughs> it's rough. It's hard yeah, to find if time. I, if, I have, if I don't have that much time, you have to have, like, nothing, like, negative time. There, there, there's like a void that just sucks all of my time into the abyss of darkness. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Yep. It, but I mean, it's it's nice being a dad, but having responsibility does mean that you can't find the time to get a lot of shit done anymore. I mean, basically, I'm producing content for the website at the expense of sleep at this point, yeah. which kind of sucks, but it is what it is, I guess. But all right, so um, a little bit about our uh, our background. Um, me and Jim have been friends for a long, long time. Yep, yep. Um, I think since, uh, was it seventh grade or? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was seventh grade. Yeah, I think we first met in seventh grade, which was um, the, the first year that I moved to uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Was that like 2003, I think? I believe so. 
so I don't remember. Something like that. Maybe that's why my username's Jim2003. An homage (laughs) to meeting your best friend. (laughs) That's right. I have to put, see, we were just talking about this before we went live, but Jim's never really talked to a narcissistic person, but he does know one. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, I I remember back in seventh grade, like we weren't really all that friends because I was hanging out with those weird kids. I won't yeah. I won't name them. I won't name them on the podcast just in case any of them happen to listen to this shit. But <laughs> but um or they probably know who I'm talking about anyway. Probably. probably. But anyway, just just to not shame them publicly in case, you know, somehow this gets a million listeners or something like that. Of course. Um and those for some reason those those particular kids did not like you for some reason. I don't really know why. Do you know why? Mm, I think I, I I think I might have been a little bit of a bully in middle school. Possibly. Uh, possibly I know I hung around with some people who I wouldn't say they were bullies but you know there's like the really popular kids I know you are bullying really the pizza unpopular boy. kids you are bullying like, the pizza boy remember the pizza boy I don't want to say his name on this podcast but you know the pizza <laughs> boy you used to bully the crap out of the pizza boy <laughs> yeah, I used to be the, I was like in the middle and I think even the people in the middle still shit a little bit on the people on the bottom <laughs> It's it's like it's a, a little tiered bit. system, right? Like the, yeah. the shit from the top falls onto the middle tier and then the shit yeah. from the middle tier falls onto the bottom. Yeah. That's I right. don't remember much of it, but I'm 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 sure I did a little bit of it and I you know mm. feel bad about it sometimes, but Yeah, I I, I, I do too. Fast, so. I, I became a bit of a dick as well, and I'm still a lot of a dick to be honest, and I think that's probably where a lot of my appeal comes from, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> If we're being completely honest, I don't have a lot of good qualities, but the the one that's a little bit redeeming, I guess, is my dickishness because it's kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You, know. <laughs> you just agree with me. Yeah, yeah, you're not very good. Yeah, but you're a dick, so, you know. But yeah, those, uh, when I first moved to Kenosha, obviously I didn't have any friends, so um, both you and those kids were uh, were gamers, so of course I kind of fell into one of the gaming crowds being a gamer myself. Yeah. And we we met, I believe, or we first kind of like really, really started getting to know each other. I think it was an eighth grade uh, English class, was it not? Or homeroom? We had the same homeroom, which happened to be the English teacher, I believe. Yeah. Kind of started talking a lot. And I came over to your house and you taught me that there is much more to life than console gaming. Yep. I I learned you with computers. You did. You did. Yes. You you made me into the man I am today, an obsessive nut about computers and technology. Definitely not a bad thing. You're also the man that brought me over to the side of Android, so thank you for that. Definitely. <laughs> Indeed. We're a little um, biased here. <laughs> there, no, no, not at all. <laughs> but that's not that's not to say that I don't still love Nintendo and Sony because I, I really, really love especially Sony, but uh, PC gaming, like if I ever had to play an FPS or a strategy game on a console ever in my life again, I, I literally think I would just kill myself. Oh yeah, I agree. The strategy games and first person shooters, I don't think they have any place on consoles unless they're done like specifically for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. There, I there could... are very few of those. And there's a lot of games that just don't really work on consoles. MOBA always comes to mind as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those blow. And it it was so surprising to see that, like, Diablo 3, for example, made it onto the console because that was such a clicky game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I never even owned it, so I don't even know how they made it work, but I don't know if it I've I've played uh, played Diablo 3 on PC. 
Yeah, me too. And after playing it, um, I could see how a controller could work, but I, it'd be vastly different. Yeah, I imagine what they did with it is they just kind of made it so that the joystick controls movement instead of having to click everywhere. But yeah, it kind of changes the game. It changes the feel of the game because every Diablo was kind of a point and click. Yeah. Kind of MOBA style. Yeah, Diablo 3 just got a huge update, and I'm wanting to get back into it. But again, time issues. Yeah, I played a lot of Diablo 3 with some of my friends, and I, I, I enjoyed playing with them, but they don't really play anymore. Yeah, no one really plays a lot of those games anymore. StarCraft, Diablo 3. Seems like the yeah. only people that play those kinds of games anymore are the ones that either stream it or are really, really competitively into it. Yep. It's kind of hard to compete anymore unless you just kind of devote your whole life to mastering the, the ins and outs of StarCraft. All right, so we're going to get the show started off proper here. So um, what's going to happen, just for you guys, since you don't know what's going on, is um, each of us is going to introduce a topic to speak about. Um, for today, just the first episode, there's only going to be two topics. Jim's going to introduce the first topic, and then I'm going to introduce the second topic to wrap up the show. So, uh, Jim, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce the first topic for today's broadcast. All right, our... Well, the, fir the first topic I wanted to talk about was uh, Android versus iOS. Okay, fair uh, topic. As, yeah, as, as we said earlier, we both use Android phones. Yeah. So uh, this this will be a little biased towards Android. Um. Uh, I'm, I'm not really saying Android versus iOS. It's more like why, an why Android is better than iOS. Okay, yeah, that's really fair. And yeah. I, I think that you'll be surprised, but I'm probably going to defend iOS a little bit. Not, well, not that's, just that, that's fine with me. I mean, we need to have someone. To, yeah, not just to offset your your hatred of iOS, but <laughs> just just because I legitimately think that there are some redeeming qualities to iOS over Android. But there I, definitely, I, it's definitely not all negatives for iOS. I mean, it does no. have some positives, but obviously, in my opinion, and Android is on the uh, better half. But all right, well, how about we'll start here? Start with the. Um, customizability was one of the uh, biggest reasons why I switched over to Android. So I started I started off with the uh, with uh, iPhone. That was my very first smartphone. It was yours too, wasn't it? Yeah, I, my first smartphone was an iPhone 3GS, I believe. I got it when uh, we uh, when I went on vacation with you guys down that's in right, uh, that's Arizona. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep, my first one was the 3G which uh, got broken in water, so I ended up buying the uh, the 3GS. And then yep. I owned a full iPhone 4 for a very, very short period of time, uh, after which I switched to Windows Phone, which is not getting any love in this podcast whatsoever, <laughs> of course. But yeah, we, we won't talk about Windows we Phone. We won't talk about this. Well, I'll talk about it a little bit. Like, I actually, lo <laughs> I actually loved Windows Phone, and Windows Phone actually had a pretty huge impact on uh, Android and iOS in terms of them trying to make things simpler for, uh, for users. But no, the fact remains, no one uses that shit anymore. Yep. No, I, I said this, uh, I made a, a video for that I was going to put up on YouTube the other day. i still editing it, but um, in that video, I said, like, Nokia, instead of making that deal with uh, Microsoft to produce only Windows phones, they should have made a deal just to produce more indestructible nuclear fallout surviving phones because more people would buy those for the novelty value than bought Windows phones. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, so after I owned the Windows phone, I switched to the uh, my first Samsung uh, Galaxy phone and never went back. Yeah, I've, I've flip-flopped a few times, but in the last, I think, two and a half years, I've been pretty much all Android. But I've had a lot of different phones in my smartphone career. 
Yeah, you yeah. seems like you're always buying a new phone. Yeah, if I, I probably I could probably list them all, but it would it would take me a while to remember all of them. That's how many there's been. I think I'm pretty <laughs> sure if you listed all your phones, we'd be sitting here for like an hour, which is like the length of the podcast. So let's not do that. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, like I said, one of the main reasons that kept me with uh, Android was customizability. Um, some of the things that I really hated from the start with uh, iOS was, for one, the keyboard. The keyboard really sucks. I don't know. Did you did you have any strong opinions about the keyboard? Well, I never realized how much I hated the iOS keyboard until I used SwiftKey Indeed. on uh, Android. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. SwiftKey makes the iOS keyboard look like a typewriter. Like, it's just so terrible. It is. It's so clunky. It doesn't have really good... I think even today, I'm not really sure since I haven't owned an iOS product in a long time, but it, it doesn't have really good... Um, what's the they actually, correct? Uh, SwiftKey actually uh, has, a, I believe, has a keyboard on iOS now. Yeah, well, that was kind of the, the point that I was going to make defending iOS a little bit is yeah. finally someone at Apple wisened up and they said okay, like, let's just let people install third-party keyboards, and now iOS does have the ability to install uh, third-party keyboards. Yep. Which I, I guess they really... Yeah, <laughs> and, and honestly, a lot of the changes that Apple has made over the years have been um, changes that they made because they were copying Android. Um, the ability to add widgets to Notification Center, um, obviously copying widgets from Android. Yep. Uh, iOS has realized over the years that they've they've had to... Uh, make some changes and allow users to customize. It, it can't just be their way or the highway, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one of the the other points that that I wanted to make regard that kind of defends iOS a little bit is App Store. And I've always been a fan of Apple's uh, App Store over Google Play, mainly because Google keeps changing it and wrecking it. Like the current form that the that Google Play is in, it's so like unusably confusing that I can't even find like what I want to what category I want to select. Yeah, they do but, keep changing the interface. Yeah, in in the current the the last interface I actually really liked a lot, but the the current interface now where like you have to scroll across the top to find like games and shit like that, whereas before it was like its own separate side menu. Yeah, so irritating to me i don't know why but it just it really irritates me i do me. agree uh the new interface i'm not a big fan of i liked the last one though yeah the last one was pretty good um App- apple's been pretty consistent with their with their app store um i guess if you really really want to get technical they they do still have more apps than android kind of sort of i think but meh. there is there is one thing i i think uh google has going for it with his app store mm-hmm. and that's how you can browse it on your computer yeah and actually have it download straight to your phone yeah that's a big one you can do that with uh with ios you can go to the itunes store and browse apps but i don't believe that you can uh download them to your phone automatically i'm not sure about that yeah i'm not sure about that one yeah if if that's true then that would be a a point that they would be even on which would be which would be really good i guess Mm -hmm. yeah but um what are some points that you wanted to bring up well, I made I made a nice a nice list. Oh, cool! All right. Points. Uh, uh, let's see. Which one should I talk about? First one, I think, would be the app drawer. Okay, sure. Uh, Android has an app drawer. Uh, you're not forced, like with iOS, to have all of your icons mm-hmm. on your home screen. Granted, you can put them in folders, but what if you don't want to have them in folders? What if you 
don't want them to have um, have them on your home screen. You just want to have yeah. them, you know, in an app drawer like an Android. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a big big plus. Another a big one I think is uh, the support for SD cards. Oh God, yes. That that yeah. is absolutely one of the points that I was going to make in terms of uh, support for Android. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, to be fair, again, kind of defending iOS a little bit. Even Google admits that they don't like SD cards. And yeah. they've stopped including them in their Nexus series phones, which are supposed to be, you know, the quote-unquote flagship uh, Android phones. And even they don't have SD card support anymore. It is true. They, they uh, Google themselves don't like it, but they do continue to support it in their uh, source code uh, because they know that people like it. Mm. Indeed. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan about it. That's for sure. Huge fan of it, I should say. Yep. I actually heard, I believe, that... I heard a rumor, I think it was, that they're going to be including an SD card in the new Galaxy phone from Samsung. Oh, really? They're going to be yeah. including one? Yeah, because they, I know they removed it, I think, last year. Yep. I yep. think it was last year, yeah. I believe I, so, yeah. I think there was a big backlash, and I, I, I think I heard a rumor that they're going to be returning the SD card. Yeah, I mean, of course there was a backlash. People, who doesn't want more storage, right? I mean, I used to have yeah. like all. I, I used to play a lot of emulators, especially like PS One emulators on my phone and shit like that. So I would have like literally probably forty gigs of just games. And I was, I'm also a huge proponent of flack music, lossless music. Oh, and yeah, all flack. of all of my lossless music would go on that external SD card, and that would easily take up like twenty gigs. So I've got like sixty gigs of a sixty-four gig micro SD card full. And then when I went to buy the uh, Galaxy S6 here in Japan, um, oh, I didn't mention that during the intro, so I've been living in Japan for three years. So when I bought the uh, Galaxy S, <laughs> kind of important. When, yeah, I bought the, yeah. when I bought the Galaxy S6 here in Japan, I realized it didn't have an SD card slot. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, uh, another point I wanted to make was, uh, which I'm sure you will agree with, is the uh, whole music situation. Uh, where with Android, you can drag and drop any music you want onto your phone, and it'll yeah. work. Yeah. And Apple's absolute insistence on only using iTunes. And well, I know it's not as big a deal anymore, but when I originally had uh, an iPhone, like I would get my music from iTunes on the PC and sync it. And if you ever wanted to like reinstall Windows on your computer or go to a different computer, you had to wipe your phone. Right change any of the music on it which absolutely blowed yeah it blowed it blowed hard yeah but i mean it's let's take it further than that so not even music but videos right I yeah mean, pretty much like video players like mx player third-party video players excuse mm-hmm. me on a, on android can play just about any file format that you throw at it mkv mp4 whatever the hell it is whereas uh apple devices are kind of restricted by QuickTime, so anything that they can't play won't play on the, uh, the iPhone at all, which is, and again, let's take it a step further. Um, <laughs> Apple's Apple Apple is a Nazi company. Let's just put it that way. The amount of proprietary bullshit that Apple forces on its users, I cannot believe how many people are still loyal to iOS after how much proprietary bullshit is forced on them. The Lightning connector, what is yeah. this bullshit? Can't you yep. just use micro USB like the rest of the fucking world? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Everyone's using motherfucking micro USB. Fucking Sony is using micro USB. And they used to be the worst offenders for proprietary bullshit. Can anyone say memory stick? Can anyone say PlayStation <laughs> Vita memory, memory card? God damn that shit. 
come on i mean sony even realized like with the ps3 like okay micro usb is the way to go but ios nope let's keep this weird fucking connector thing going and let's just include let's just call it the lightning connector Ooh. yep super exciting and then you can continue that on to uh their new phone not having yep. a headphone jack yep so you're gonna what be forced bullshit to, is that you're gonna be fucking forced to buy some apple ear pods or some kind of beats headphones that connect to the lightning connector or you're gonna have to use bluetooth which as i know personally from using it blows for audio especially if you're in a highly like wi-fi dense environment there's a lot of interference going around yeah. it's bullshit i can't i cannot actually actually believe that that is a thing when I first covered, yeah. When I first covered the story, it was still a rumor, and then it was confirmed. And I was like, are, "Are you fucking serious? Like, I thought this was just some stupid rumor." It's just yeah. Apple wanting to make their premium buck on those accessories. Oh, I'm getting so mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Apple, yeah, Apple, I, Apple. Yeah, the the uh, port was one of the things on my list there. Uh, oh. The new, uh, a lot of the new Android phones are going to be coming out with the USB Type C connectors now. Yeah, which, yeah. Those will be big. That's that's awesome. I mean, everything in the world uses USB now. I mean, fucking uh, PCs, for example, don't keep serial ports anymore on their motherboards because who uses that shit anymore? It's like, why can't we all just use the same thing, right? I mean, instead of just making it difficult and yep. charging people 50 bucks. Oh, wait, that's why they do it. Because they can charge someone 50 bucks for a cable that they can't get anywhere else. <laughs> uh, Apple Nazis. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. What do you think about battery life these days? I was reading, I was reading an article that said um, in the past, iOS used to be far more battery efficient than any Android device. But these days, it seems that um, Android edges it out a little bit, especially in uh, iOS 8 and iOS 9 being hugely more battery consuming. Than, the way I uh, see it is... Uh... Uh, I may not be 100% correct here, but mm -hmm. I think uh, in iOS's attempt to catch up feature-wise with Android, they're yeah. um, beginning to have more and more background tasks that are consuming more and more power, and then Apple's continuing insistence on a ludicrously mm -hmm. thin phone uh, has driven them to have smaller-than-average batteries. Yeah, that's uh, very so true. So their battery life is uh, suffering there, and I know Android... Uh, is their bad, Android battery life is getting better and better. And in the newest release of Android Marshmallow, they have a new thing called Doze, mm -hmm. where when the screen's off, it will completely kill like any processes that are using power that aren't necessary. And I've everything that I've read about it has said the battery life gains have been significant. Oh wow, I'm actually uh, impressed. I haven't yeah. actually read a lot about Marshmallow just because I'm over here in Japan and it's kind of hard to get news on that. Like they're still using like Lollipop and shit over here, but yeah. Um, the, the one of the uh, the main things that I hated about Android or any any smartphone was that all these background processors are still running in the background, and yeah. I actually downloaded a uh, a third party app, and at the moment I can't remember the name of it, but it it does the same thing as what you're describing as Doze. Like you can select individual apps that you want to kill as soon as the screen turns off. Yep. They just stay dead until you launch the app again. Yeah, I believe the figure that I remember is that it reduces battery usage while the screen's off by up to 50%. Oh, wow. That's really sweet. So, like, overnight, it'll only eat away a few percentage of the battery instead of, like, 10%. Yeah. 
I'm only I'm running the Galaxy S6 right now, and if I don't run any kind of power management, I do notice that um, it does drain pretty quickly. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. But, but regardless of uh, battery sizes and battery life, I do think that it's becoming less and less of an issue with the uh, predominance of uh, quick charging. Mm-hmm. Quick charging has become uh, pretty ubiquitous, and a lot yeah. of the newer phones have them and like i know i had the s6 for a while and you can quick charge that thing yep so fast if you have the charger oh yeah oh yeah 15 minutes will give you like four hours of battery life or something like that yeah quick charging is a pretty big deal and it's like you said it's really becoming kind of the standard Mm -hmm. yep did you in in the states did you need a special cable to do quick charge uh the cable you don't need a special cable it's just a uh special wall wall charger Yep, yep, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Here in Japan, you can't actually get those, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. Because huh. yeah, I looked into it, I believe, at, at the time because I had read about Quick Charge before I decided to jump on the S6 bandwagon. Yeah, the uh, the proper wall work comes with the phone in the States. Mm, that's that's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did read about that, and then I was jealous, extremely jealous and pissed off. Yeah, yeah. I'm Japan, actually... Uh... Why you no include Charger? <laughs> I have the Galaxy Note 5 now. Yeah. And I actually use wireless charging. And uh, yeah. That works pretty good. I I haven't plugged a cable into it since I got it. I would love to use wireless charging, although, although again I would have to buy a, a piece of equipment to make that possible. But I've also yeah. heard that it like the heat generated by certain wireless chargers causes damage to the phone's internals. I don't know if that's true or not, but Yeah, it probably depends on the implementation. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm quite sure that that's probably probably true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, here here in Japan, they don't actually include chargers at all with your phone when you buy it. It's really stupid. You have to go through the uh, the uh, carrier. We'll sell you a charger for an additional cost if you want one. That's ass backwards. You know you know what they claim? They claim that um, because if you already have a charger from a previous phone that works with this phone, it's a waste for them to produce one and keep giving it to you with each new phone. And then in the in the states, we're the land of excess. That's right. That's Give right. us more cables. No, but I'd rather have a cable. I mean, you know, especially no, one that, that's geared to work with the phone properly. At least here, when you sell your old phone, people expect the cable to come with it. Right, yeah. And here I would have to imagine that, that that's not expected because we we don't have any cables. <laughs> we get the phone. That's about it. Yep. Yep. And I think uh, one more thing I wanted to, one more uh, point I wanted to make here was mm-hmm. uh, the wide range of uh, device choices you have for Android. <laughs> Very you can, true. You can get like an absolute minimum, like $100 Android phone that'll get mm-hmm. you through the day, or you can get like a $900 Android phone. When if you go with Apple, it's like their way or the highway. You get their premium, expensive phone, or 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 nothing. Yeah, their premium expensive phone and their $50 accessories and their $1 million per year uh, iCloud subscription, whatever the fuck it is these days. Yep. It's Apple. We we own the world, deal with it. That's basically, that should be their slogan. Apple, we own the world, deal with it. Yeah, I think uh, another point is um, sideloading apps is so much oh, yeah. easier on, on Android. On Apple, if you want any chance to sideload anything, you have to jailbreak your phone, but Android has third-party app stores, um, the ability to install apps from USB, great, great uh, abilities that I've used a lot of times. Yeah, and if uh, if you happen to download an app from the app store that's uh, 
like they update it and it broke it, you can you can find the older version online and install it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I had to. I don't know if I should be saying this on the internet, but I had to. I had to do that for Netflix actually because the newer versions of Netflix have more advanced region blocking, oh. and I I use a mobile device to Chromecast uh, or to cast uh, Netflix to my TV, so. I needed to be able to get past that region protection with my VPN. Nothing wrong with that. I'm an American, damn it. I should be yeah, able to watch a, I should be able to watch American television. I don't want to watch this ching chong crap on TV over here. Yeah. For the hate mail. Enter the hate mail. Contact at controlawesome.com or pettybanter at controlawesome.com. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I encouraging hate mail? I shouldn't whatever. Blah blah blah. We feed right. off their anger. We feed off their anger. Yes, I'm an anger monster. Oh, I am the monster of anger. Ah, I don't know if there's really any other points that I really wanted to make, other yeah, I think than we made most of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even I don't know cloud cloud backup. I guess iOS has a slight advantage in that regard. These days, Android will um, allow you to save what apps that you have downloaded, and then if your phone crashes or whatever, it'll re-download all those apps for you. But it, if you have, if you're dealing with like games and shit like that, all of your save games and whatnot, they're not going to be backed up, and they're all going to be lost. Yeah, some games use uh, cloud save though, which is nice. I, most of them do nowadays. They have some kind yeah. of an account login kind of thing, or a Facebook attachment, or something like that. Yeah, or Google login. But I, I know I've I ran into that problem once or twice. Uh, of course, again, Android being the king of customizability for people who know what they're doing yep. is uh, you can get something like um, uh, what the fuck is the name of titanium that? Titanium backup. Yes, thank you, titanium backup. Yeah, I haven't used it in like a year, so I already forgot the name of it. But yeah, titanium backup, which will back up all your apps on your external SD card or internal storage, whatever, whatever, PC, whatever and save all of your configurations and your save games and whatnot so that uh that's you do need root for that i believe yeah right? yeah you do need root for that that's true root access, yeah. yeah in some cases games and other apps will save configuration files to the uh ac accessible part of the sd card so you can actually copy paste the folders out of the uh, sd card onto your computer mm -hmm. which is possible uh, again that requires some kind of technical know-how which i think kind of gets to the root of the problem which is that ios is like perceived as this super simple uh, user-friendly system, although I would argue that it's not that user-friendly anymore, and actually Android is more user-friendly. But Android is kind of has the same kind of perception as like Linux, for example, where it's like for the tech savvy, and you have to know what you're doing, and everything is super customizable, but if you don't know how to customize it, then you're not going to be happy. And I think that maybe that was true at a certain point in time, but I definitely think that it's come a long way and it's definitely better than iOS these days. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I was looking at market shares the other day. I'm sure with the, the US market share, this number is gonna be widely different or widely skewed in favor of iOS, but um, or more in favor of iOS, but worldwide, Android has like 80 some percent of the uh, smartphone market as of uh, quarter four last year. Yep. I think the last time I saw a uh, something like that for the U.S., it was like 40, 60, something like that. It was like 40% yeah. uh, Android, like 50% iOS, and then like 10%, you know, Windows Phone and all that other garbage. Yeah, yeah. 
I was looking at worldwide stats because I had to look up um, like stats for BlackBerry and Windows Phone, and BlackBerry is sitting at like 0.8% right now, which is just... Yeah, they sure dropped the ball. They sure did. Actually, the there's a new rumor that um, they're going to be... Their next phones are going to run Android. I think they released an Android phone already. Oh, did they? Yeah, um, I believe they did. Hmm. Well, that's really good, I think. That's probably they're just basically going to become another yeah. smartphone manufacturer like it's uh, probably like Samsung. Their only chance. It honestly, yeah, it is their only chance. I I think they they alienated a lot of their their user base when they kind of switched over to touch devices. A lot of the people that liked them liked those physical keyboards. I think they fell into the trap of uh, when when um, the smart first smartphone came out came out. They were like, oh, that's just a fad. It'll pass. Yeah, and smartphones. Then it, and they were like, shit, we're behind. Yeah, I mean, in a way, BlackBerry was kind of the first quote-unquote smartphone, right? I mean, yeah. if you're looking back at the days of flip phones, I mean, you basically had two choices. And this was when text messaging was just starting to become popular. So you could text on your flip phone, which takes like 10 years because you have to press the two key like three times to get the letter C, right? Or you can get a BlackBerry and you can get that little physical keyboard, which you can type on, which admittedly the buttons are extremely small and cumbersome, but it's better yeah. than fucking typing on a flip phone, that's for sure. And then, yep. oh, and along come smartphones with their QWERTY keyboards, big QWERTY keyboards. And swipe. And swipe. Swipe and is swipe. fucking amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, swipe my dick across that smartphone. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So we've covered Android versus iOS pretty good. So let's move on to the, uh, the next topic for today, which is uh, my topic. And... Uh, it's it's about one month into 2016 now, and I've been seeing a lot of articles about all these people kind of saying, like, such and such technology is going to die in 2016, and here's why. And they're giving a bunch of reasons, and they're sure that it's going to die. I, I have a little bit more of a, I, I want to say, pessimistic or realistic outlook in that I realize that people are averse to change. And there's still a lot of grandpas sitting around going, VHS is going to make a comeback. Just you wait and see. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's fair, right? I mean, that's how people are. And so I don't want to say that tech, that these things, these items of technology are for sure going to die in 2016, but I'd like to say that these kinds of things should die in 2016, although they probably won't. And so I want to talk about technology that you think is going to die in 2016 or should die in 2016. I've just put up a video or I'm editing a video now for, for the website about this. So mostly I just want to pick your brain and see uh, what you what you think should die and if you had the same ideas that I had. You know, honestly, I thought I thought about this beforehand and yeah, I just have trouble thinking about stuff in that light. Yeah. Unless, it's, unless it's something I use on a daily basis. Yeah, I have trouble thinking of thinking about those sort of things. Well, tech or tech-related type shit. I think. Well, obviously, I think dial-up should get the hell out. Do people still use that? I mean, this is a serious yeah. question. They people do. People still use dial-up. I mean, my dial-up and DSL. They need to leave. Oh my god! Absolutely. They still they still use DSL a lot. I mean, DSLs come a long way. Here in Japan, DSL can actually reach speeds that the gigabit services can reach. Wow. Which, yeah, it's it's I forget what it's called. It's like a you know, DSL is three letters, some four letter combination of DSL, but yeah. But it's uh it's pretty damn fast. Uh but of course, I'm running the fiber gigabit connection, which is amazing. I wish and I'm America stuck would stuck on that. the good old American 
Time Warner Shitternet. Shitternet. Yeah, for, for such a technologically advanced society, it's kind of surprising that America still has Shitternet. But when you when you think about how big America is compared to Japan and how much money would have to be invested into the infrastructure yeah. of creating a fiber optic network, it That's kind of makes sense. That's the problem there. The Achilles yeah. heel, the, the cost of infrastructure for this gigantic country. That's right. Huge fucking country, huge fucking cost. Yep. That's right. That's right. But yeah, um, my grandpa used dial-up for God, God knows how many years. I think he actually only got rid of it like three years ago. He was using that net zero bullshit. Have you ever known anyone that used that shit? Yeah, my grandma used to use net zero. It seems like net zero's prime customer age is probably 60 plus, I, I would have to say. Yeah. My grandpa's like, oh my God, nine ninety five a month and I can get internet access. And we're like, Grandpa, for like $10 more a month, you can actually see your website like five minutes faster. Yeah, people who are too old to like know how to use a touchscreen, that's, that's, those are the type of people that use uh, Net Zero. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa's like, well, my grandpa's, I don't know how, much, how well you know my grandpa, but he's like the cheapest son of a bitch on the planet. Like, he... <laughs> He refused to upgrade from basic cable, even though that there were channels that he legitimately wanted to watch on the upgraded package, just because it was ten dollars, like ten dollars more a month, and he refused to pay that ten dollars a month to watch what he wanted to watch. Wow. Yeah, and he was the same way with internet. When when our condo was being built, we stayed with them for a short time, and we brought our uh, cable internet access with us. And he loved it. He was able to get onto a website so fast, and it was great. And then as soon as we left, back to the net zero. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, how how can you go back to net zero after experiencing like cable internet? Like that's such a disconnect in my mind. I just can't understand how you would revert back like that. Yeah. Oh, I remember waiting to like we were putting an antivirus program on his computer. It was uh, a vast, and it was like thirty megabyte download or something like that. Literally took like four hours. Oh, and I was like, God, Grandpa, can't you just fucking upgrade already? Jesus fucking Christ! Oh my God. <laughs> I think I think I literally pulled about half my hair out that day. Yeah, I had like these huge bald spots and I went to school the next day and everyone's like, Nick, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, oh my God, my grandpa's shitternet is so terrible. Yeah. My friend took off his baseball cap and revealed the same, the same kind of hair pulling. He's like, I know exactly what you mean. Oh, shitternet. But yeah, I agree. Shitternet's a big one. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, Nothing's coming to mind right away. I'm sure I'll think of something though while you're, while you're talking. All right, I'll bring one up. Uh, DVDs. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, I, I actually, living in Japan for three years, I have, su- I have such a disconnect with what's going on in American culture that I actually had to research this prior to uh, creating my video about it. But it seems that mo- almost all movies that are still coming out are still being released to DVD, which to me just blows my freaking mind. I know. It, yeah. I guess it'd be surprising how many people still have DVD players and not yeah. Blu-ray players. Yeah, I mean, that's true. People don't want to spend the money to upgrade to Blu-ray. But now they have Blu-ray and that new Ultra HD Blu-ray. And, and let's face it, people that are that want to watch like, or that don't want to pay for HD quality are probably just watching on their smartphones anyway, and they're going to download videos nowadays, making DVDs even more worthless. Yeah. 
digital digital download being so popular and streaming streaming being so popular as well i don't see how dvds are still are still a thing blu-rays have been around for long enough that they've pretty much cemented themselves as a, yeah. as a medium sort of piggybacking off of that i think yeah. uh uh physical video games yeah definitely probably something that will be going sometime soon uh in yeah. favor of digital downloads yeah, we've seen the consoles even going towards that. Um, of course, the the PlayStation Store and stuff like that being pushed so much more these days. Uh, even the second iteration of the PSP had only digital download capability, and you couldn't actually put a physical uh, UMD into the drive at all. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think that we're going to be seeing more of that. Um, of course, like Sony's pushing uh, like game streaming services nowadays as well. PlayStation Now, I believe it's called. Yep, I think that's what it's called. Yep, uh, and they're they're they've been pushing uh, this this kind of streaming that seems seems to work pretty well. I, I actually tried it for a, a short period of time, and it, it does work. It's pretty cool. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And I I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I my CD or it's actually a Blu-ray drive. My uh, the Blu-ray drive in my laptop has been broken for like the last two years, and I've never oh. missed it. Never missed it, not even once. Yeah, I have I have a Blu-ray burner in my computer. I've I've never actually uh, recorded a Blu-ray ever. Uh, I've only ever used it to read Blu-rays. Remember, remember when you bought that thing and you said, "I'm gonna use this to back up all my shit onto a Blu-ray." Yeah, that was that never, was, happened. That never happened. No, that never happened. With the low cost of hard drive space, it's just put it. I'll just buy another hard drive, back it up on there. Exactly. Fuck it. You know, it's like. Jesus Christ. Hard drives are super cheap. What are they going for in the States these days? Uh, you can get a... You know what? Let me look it up real quick. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll I cut know, this I, out. <laughs> in my computer, I have uh, three three terabyte hard drives. Yeah. And a boot drive, which is a 256 gig solid state drive. You know what they fucking said on Tech Thing the other day? They said no, no consumer in their right mind would ever use four terabytes of hard disk space. My what mouth about dropped. I was like, have you never met someone like Jim? <laughs> yeah. I've got so much crap on my computer. Mm. I'm such a hoarder. I like, I might need this program one day. That's so why I keep it. Dude, I'm the same way. Like, I've literally got a three terabyte external that I just throw all my garbage archive shit onto. And it all just sits there. Oh, uh, yeah. You, it looks like you can get uh, the economical size hard drive now is four mm -hmm. terabytes. Economical? Yeah, like that's like the price to storage. Like, oh you know, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. It's like 120 bucks for a four terabyte here. Wow, that's like super cheap. But yeah, you can get like a two terabyte for I think like 80 bucks, if I recall correctly. Mm. Yeah, I've got a three terabyte here, and that son of a bitch is already half full, and I haven't even used it since I came to Japan. It's literally just holding my shit until I go back to the states. Yeah. I think I have a three terabyte hard drive dedicated for my video collection, like just movies. Ah, uh, yeah. And then a three terabyte uh, hard drive dedicated just for my TV shows. Yeah, well, that's a big thing, right? People that rip uh, Blu-rays to PC. Yep, I back I back up all my Blu-rays. <laughs> yep, yep, that's right, that's right. <laughs> or you know, or, you know, in in some in some. <laughs> In some cases, when people you know illegally torrent uh, movies onto their PCs, not yeah, Jim, but we, we would never Jim do that. No. Jim would never, Jim would never do that. Would never do that. 
but a lot of people a lot of people like to do that they like to go on and torrent all those uh 1080p blu-ray uh, rips onto their pc so that they can watch movies and then they keep yep. them and archive them and those kinds of people are the kinds of people that would need a three terabyte or a four terabyte hard drive or multiples of those yep. those type of people that's right so we're just going to completely ignore the fact that we said that Jim has like three of them. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's for my legal Blu-ray uh, archival backups. Yep. If you go if you go to Jim's house, he's got a huge rack of Blu-rays. But yep. you know, putting those Blu-rays into the drive is just so annoying. And Jim's got an Nvidia Shield, right? So he can just stream all of those movies yep. off of his PC. That's it's so crazy. much more convenient. <laughs> so much more convenient. Um. What do you think about passwords? Uh, you know, I've never, I've never, I've, I've been seeing a lot of uh, people saying that we need to get rid of passwords, but yeah. I, I still, I use a password manager for everything. Yeah. Like, I only remember, I only have to remember my one password for my password manager, and that my, and my password manager has like, I generated, I think, random like thirty-two bit passwords or thirty-two character passwords for everything. Yeah. So I don't really have a problem with passwords. I don't see, I don't really see the problem. Yeah, I guess my my issue with passwords is just how easily crackable they are, and it's not even that you have to crack passwords. A lot of times, passwords are hashed on the servers, and in some kind of a server breach or something like that, a hacker can obtain your password without even needing to know what it is, and then use it to access your your information and. A lot of people use the same password for a lot of different things. So once one password is compromised together with your email address, especially if it's the same password that you use for your email address, everything is compromised. And See, that, 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 that's, that's when it's those idiots' problems. Well, I agree. All of mine are different. So if it happened to one of my accounts, it wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to get it for any of the other ones. I totally agree. And But at the same time, I, I think we do need to look out for the idiots in some yeah, respect. Yeah. I, my, Barack Obama's laptop's password's probably password. Password, yeah, exactly. I think password I think my one. I think <laughs> I think my wife's password is password two, just because it's so much different than password one. Oh god. No, it's not, but it's pretty easily crackable. I'll just say that much. But yeah, I like I I my wife is not a stupid person, but she's not exactly a tech savvy person. And I think that a lot of tech savvy people don't really think about it a lot. I mean, a lot of people know that you shouldn't make your password password or password one or your birthday, but yet so many people still use their birthday as their password and everyone knows that numbers are the easiest passwords to crack. Yeah, I think the only yeah. people who would ever be able to hack my password are, are people who uh like have known me for a very long time. And yeah. even then they would it would take them quite a while. Yeah. I, I could guess one or two passwords and probably be right for some of your stuff, but maybe not all of it. <laughs> yeah, but not on here. <laughs> not, not anymore. Not if you're using randomly generated passwords yeah. for everything. Yeah. Nah. Oh, you mean I shouldn't say it live? Oh no. well Jim's no, password no. is no, just yeah. kidding. No, no, no. But uh, solutions, two-factor authentication is a big solution to, to that kind of problem and a solution that I hugely, hugely, hugely promote and am a huge fan of. But one of the issues that I have with two-factor authentication is a lot of services are wanting to use their own proprietary two-factor authentication service. So then what it becomes is this huge clusterfuck of apps to authenticate different apps on your phone or on your PC. 
and you've got like yep. this whole folder on your smartphone just dedicated to two-factor authentication apps, and it's such a pain in the ass. But yeah, I, I think would, I have I think I have three authenticator apps right now. Yeah, I've got five, I think. And what I would like to see is I would just like to see everyone switch over to some kind of universal solution. And Google Authenticator has been kind of trying to do that. Like, for example, I use LastPass, which is a password manager as well. And yeah. LastPass enables you to use Google Authenticator as a uh, two-factor method. And the same authenticator then authenticates my Google accounts. So that's nice. That's, that's kind of a way to kind of compress everything together. So I would like to see everyone, like games and services and Facebook and everything, just switch over. But then the fact remains that some services still don't support two-factor authentication, which I believe is just stupid. And like my bank, the the my banking website doesn't support two-factor authentication. And I would think that of all types of websites that would be supported, banking would be one of them. And it was kind of surprising to know that that they don't. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, two-factor is a huge deal. Um, biometric is another possible solution at some point in the future when it becomes a little bit more viable. Yeah. I know phones are pioneering it, but for PCs, not so much. Yeah. And I think the technology has to come a bit of a long way before it's going to be completely viable. One of, one of the password managers, I forget which one, perhaps it was one U, I believe one U password manager doesn't actually have a master password that you have to remember. It uses only your device to authenticate. Mm. And on top of that, you can use like um, face recognition and shit like that. Yep. But then here's me, the, the eternal skeptic, and I'm sitting here like, well, what if I just take a fucking picture of myself and hold it up to the smartphone camera? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not the most secure thing in the world. But I, I would like to see, I would like to see something like that eventually. Yeah. It would be cool. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, I can't really think of anything else. I'm sure there's lots of stuff, though. Yeah. I'm not thinking of. I'm sure there's lots of stuff that I missed, too. Um, the, the last item on my list, uh, we already covered some of them, so I'm just going to skip over them. We When we were talking about uh, iOS and Android, we talked about yeah. them a little bit inadvertently. But uh, one of mine is because... I hate pictures. I hate taking pictures. I hate being in pictures. I know you don't you don't take a lot of pictures. Is that because you don't like pictures? Well, uh like of myself? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that like you never up like your Facebook profile changes like once every 5 years. I do not I'm not one that constantly takes pictures of myself. I mean, I just don't even think about it. So Why don't you take pictures of your food, dude? Everyone wants to know what you're eating. I don't know, you know? Instagram. I just, I just don't think about it. I mean, it's not that I don't, I, I definitely don't dislike taking pictures of myself. I just don't think about it. I'm not in that mindset. So like when Asians are all about that shit, did you ever see that picture of the Asian standing on top of like her chair at McDonald's just to snap a picture of oh, her yeah. hamburger at a better angle? That's yeah. <laughs> totally, I realized after coming to Asia that that thing is so totally Asian because my wife is like that and she'll yeah, take pictures I, of everything. I changed my profile picture. I think it was uh, almost probably like eight months ago, nine months ago. Mm -hmm. And the last time I changed it before then was like five years before that. Yeah. Four yeah. or five years before that. And I, it's because I honestly don't think about it. So I just don't upload pictures really. 
Yeah. Unless picture- I want to, unless I go on a vacation and take scenic photos, I'm not going to be uploading pictures. Right. Pictures yeah. are definitely not something that I I really think about either. Yeah. But I, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of being in pictures. I've never have been. I don't really know why. Perhaps it's some kind of deep seated childhood thing or something like that. I don't know. Maybe my dad I, abused me with a camera. I'm not sure. But I think it's, it's somewhat of a of a family thing because, uh, like down you've seen you remember our house down our hallway we have pictures yeah. along the hallway you know family yeah, yeah. pictures and stuff the last family portrait that we have my dad had hair oh my like, god his hair had color jesus christ we we were all wearing green bay packers super bowl shirts like the, from the 96 super holy bowl holy shit so we were so, 7 6 or 7 years old at the time yeah that's how that was the last time we took a family portrait uh there the the next oldest the next oldest picture we, or youngest picture that we have in the hallway is like our senior photos from high school and that's it yeah wow. our family has just never been like other than vacations we don't take pictures that's that's really incredible and i i hate pictures but my family is very much the opposite my dad has one of those like five thousand dollar uh canon oh yeah DSLR cameras with the with like three different five hundred dollar lenses and all this bullshit, and I'm just like I can't I I don't understand I can't get into it. It's like I remember I remember Louis C.K. watching watching the stand up, and Louis C.K. is commenting on all these moms that are sitting there holding their iPads up at their kids' dance recital, recording the fucking <laughs> the yeah. dance recital and looking at the the dance recital on the iPad screen, and he's like. Just look at your fucking kid. The resolution on the fucking kid is incredible. <laughs> just look at your fucking kid. And and that's oh. how I feel every day. I'm like, just look at the fucking scenery. Look at what's going on in front of your fucking face. You don't have to take a picture just to post it on Instagram and be like, oh my God, look where I am. Look what I'm doing. Look how awesome I am. Fuck you. No one even gives a fucking shit about you. No one gives a shit what you're doing. Unless if you're like... Kim Kardashian or something. No one gives a shit what you're eating. No one gives a shit what you're doing. No one gives a shit where you are. Just fucking be you, do you, and just leave everyone else the fuck out of it. Oh my yep. god. Unless I see something that's like exceptionally beautiful, like a, yeah, outdoors, I'm not gonna take a picture. And I mean, oh, there's totally I, exceptions. There's totally exceptions. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And, if I, you know how I got those colorblind correcting glasses last yes, year? Yes, yes. You would think with those on, you know, I was seeing a lot of stuff that looked awesome that I'd be yeah. taking pictures, but yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to watch it with my own well, eyes. Well, experience well, yeah. it myself. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, you're probably thinking in the back of your head, like to, to other people, this is just going to look like my fucking front lawn. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. No one's going to give a shit. It was cool for me, though. It, yeah, I imagine. I mean, you've been colorblind your whole life, so having like colorblind color correcting. What were those called again? The name? Enchroma. Uh, Enchroma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well plug them a little bit because the, those things are pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, they're pretty great. Scientific wonder, right there. For if anyone talk color. about those more on another podcast. Yeah. Perhaps I, once spring comes around and they actually are useful. Yeah, I mean, we totally can. Do you still have them? Yeah, I still have them. Oh, I thought you turned up, returned them. I was going to, but honestly, the the experience of having them was too impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was skeptical when I got them, but they are amazing. That's awesome. Are you yeah. gonna get one of those ones for indoors for the PC screens and whatnot? Probably not, honestly, mm. because the only colors that I really care to see, uh, for the most part, are you know like the outdoors foliage. 
Yeah, all right, fair enough. The nature, I, I don't want to, I don't really care to look at that sort of stuff on my computer screen. I'd rather just look at my kid and look at my fucking kid. I don't want to look at a computer screen. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Like we're such a, we're such a picture obsessed society and we've, we've got on such a rant about photos that we haven't even gotten to the piece of tech that I wish would die. And the piece of tech that I wish would die is selfie sticks. Oh, selfie sticks. <laughs> Do you have an opinion about selfie sticks that I don't know about? I hate selfie sticks. Do you really? Oh, wow. I wouldn't imagine you would have an opinion since you don't really think about pictures. Just, I hate selfies in general. <laughs> Oh, I mean, okay. I know I said I don't think about taking pictures, but yeah. the just the mere frequency that other people take selfies irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like half of half of my Facebook feed is just people sitting there, like with their food or with their dog or something, and they've just got their camera up, duck facing, and taking a picture. And I'm like, yeah, no one. My cares. Facebook news feed has basically turned into people uh, <laughs> posting pictures to get their ego stroked because they're too they're too vulnerable. In oh, society these days. It's totally EPing. That's all it is these days. Or it's Look just how like I look like me. It's either it's either EPing or it's like extreme lack of self-confidence. They're like, okay, yeah. I I need to get these these virtual likes on this picture in order for me to feel good about myself. And that's really all it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh otherwise they're gonna sit in their room and cry until they die of depression. Which oh, they should do. Because they're terrible people for taking all those selfies. They are terrible people. Yeah, I think so. That's something we can agree on. Right, yeah. America? Selfies are fucking terrible. In, in general, I think people spend too much time on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you've, you've seen my, uh, how much I use Facebook. When, when my wife and I first started um, uh, kind of living together, I started realizing just how much time she spent on Facebook and I used to get really mad at her for it because she would be on like Facebook while we we're eating dinner and shit like that. I'm like that's fucking rude. Like we're supposed wow. to be like sitting here and having dinner and together and what spending time together and whatnot. And to, to be fair, like she never really thought about it that way. It's just kind of like a habit, right? It's like an addiction. It's like a habit that you get into where you're checking your phone all the time and yeah. you just get into the habit of refreshing your Facebook feed like every 20 minutes or something like that. And she, she still does it to a, to a certain extent, but uh, not to the extent that it bothers me anymore. But yeah. yeah, I was like, hey, or we were like, we would like go out on a date or something and we would be like in this beautiful place and she'd just be like on her phone and I'd be like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know. It's just something that I do or something that I've been doing for all these years. It's hard to get over. It. And I was like, yeah, I guess I never really thought of it that way. It is kind of an addiction, Facebook. It is like I've uh, uh, technology in general is an is an addiction. The whole connectedness. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got its pos it's got its pros and but one of the big cons it's just it's so addictive. Yeah, it, it takes you out of life is what it does. I mean, yeah. you see people like ten people walking down a street, especially here in Japan. Nine of them are going to be looking down at their smartphones. Yeah, one thing that I've really come to know in the last week or so. Uh, because I've been really trying to buckle down and uh, figure out the plot points for my new book. Oh yeah, is that I just simply it is so hard for me to do it if I sit down at my computer and do it because yeah. there are so many distractions. Oh totally, that, dude. It's, yeah, yeah. I picked up my notebook, went upstairs, and just sat in the living room, and it just started coming to me. I there was nothing distracting me. I was looking out the window. You know, it helps so much. I just wish people would. I wish more people would uh, experience 
life instead of experiencing it through their screens. No, I totally agree. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm working as a writer now, freelance writing for a bunch of different companies. And one, one of the things that I realized is I've gotten so used to technology and TV and shit like that, that I constantly need to be stimulated. So it's actually difficult for me to write or something without like a YouTube video playing in the background yeah. or something on TV. And the problem with that is as soon as I put something on TV, then that's what extracts my attention. And I end up watching more of the TV than doing work. And my work takes me like twice as long. And it, it's like a vicious cycle that I can't get out of. As soon as I turn off the TV and try to work, it's like I crave the TV. Like I need to watch something or I need to put YouTube on or something like that. And it's, it really gets annoying sometimes. Yeah, I've, I've started uh, dedicating time uh, for my – I've dedicated myself time, uh, computer time to, you know, look at YouTube and all that. And then I, I make sure to give myself a few hours every day to just sit in seclusion and write, which helps a lot. But you got to give yourself some time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. It's, it's something that I, I guess I struggle with being that – I, I work on the computer a lot now or well 100% of the time I work on my computer and my computer is always there and it's like the, the temptation is always there like Facebook and Netflix are like the two first things on my bookmark bar right so they're always like right there in front of your face and yep. you can always just click on them and, and that's a pretty big distraction I mean to my credit I don't use Facebook that much I only use it about once or twice a day on average but that that Netflix button and that that YouTube is so super distracting. Yeah, it is. Uh, YouTube is a hole, an, uh, a hole that you can get lost in. Attention whore, definitely. Yes. Look at me. Look at me. Come here. Totally. But yeah, the selfie sticks um, have actually been uh, banned in certain parts of Japan because of they're they're dangerous. So. Oh, good. If yeah, I know, right? So if you need reasons other than it's fucking obnoxious to say that we need to get rid of selfie sticks, they're fucking dangerous. If you've ever been to um, Tokyo Disneyland or to Universal Studios Japan on like a weekend or during a peak hour, you don't know the definition of crowded. Wow. Yeah, unless you've been there, you don't know that you don't know the definition of crowded. Like it's literally asses to elbows the entire way up the streets. Not even joking. It's like just a clusterfuck of people. And people were trying to like take selfies in this environment. And they were like extending these poles and they were smacking people, smacking kids, smacking staff members in the head with these fucking selfie sticks. And so finally, both Tokyo Disneyland and USJ said, uh, that's enough. You can't use selfie sticks in the parks anymore. Awesome. Yeah. That, that yeah. needs to happen in the States. Although, to be honest, I... I have not personally seen a lot of people use them, but I don't really go to a lot of uh, the lot of the sort of places where people would use them. To be to be honest, I don't yeah. go to like parks and uh, and uh, zoos and you know malls and stuff where I'm, I'm assuming people use these things. Yeah, that's I, I, a lot of the places are uh, you know theme parks and uh, shit like that. Yeah, yeah I, I myself haven't been on a vacation in. Um, I don't think I've been on a vacation since we went on that cruise. Oh, wow. That's pretty bad. You should yeah, get on I that. I haven't lost Osha since then. I mean, I've gone up north to like, like my grandparents' house, but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't consider that a vacation. It's just like a weekend thing. That's I haven't been, been like, to yeah, it's been been a like long time. Three, three years then? Almost four? Yeah. You left wow. in 2013, right? Yes. Yeah, it was in 2012 that we went. 
Yep. Wow. So it's been uh, it's been like three and a half years ish, something like that. Yeah. I guess I guess you could say the same for me. I, I take a lot of day trips here in Japan because I, I only have the two days off, right? And I, I have taken like a like a week long trip or a four day, five day trip. I know my, my wife and I went to uh, Ise, which is kind of this historical place in Japan, and we went to the hot springs resort and had the whole the whole experience of just chilling in the hot springs and they have a really nice aquarium there, so we went to the aquarium and Mostly it's just nature and it's just a place to chill out and unwind. And that was really cool. I enjoyed that doing nothing for like three days. That was cool. Yeah. For, for someone who lives uh, right in between Milwaukee and Chicago, yeah, I really don't do shit. Yeah. I mean, Kenosha is kind of an interesting situation. It's like, it's just far enough away from Milwaukee and Chicago to be prohibitive to someone yeah. who's lazy, especially like me and you. Yeah, it's it's not. I'm, I wouldn't really call myself lazy. I'm just anti-social. No, I mean, I'm, I like hanging out with my friends, but I don't want to go to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, well, Chicago is also hell for traffic, so it, it's yeah. kind of prohibitive for that reason as well. Most people, at least that I know, go down there using the train, the metro. Yeah, metro. Yeah. Yeah, and but I mean, the last time I was down there, I think it was uh, something for school, and all I remember is that place smelling like sewage. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Chicago, Chicago smells so bad. Chicago has a bit of an odor to it in in certain parts. Uh, to be fair, so does Osaka. So, but I think it's all cities. All cities kind of yeah, have that. Yeah. I don't even like even Kenosha. Kenosha's uh, not huge, but it's also not small. And I, no. I don't think I'd ever want to live in it. Like, live in a city larger than Kenosha. No, I mean I've lived in the city, big city now for about a year, almost a year. Yeah. And before that, I lived in the suburb, and uh, hands down, I, I can't I can't live in the city. It's terrible. I really want to leave. It's really bad here. It's noisy all the time. Smells yeah. bad. Air quality's worse. If if my like if my writing career ever takes off, I'm definitely not. I'm gonna move somewhere, like out in the wilderness. I was just gonna say, are you gonna pull yeah. an Emerson and just like completely yep, yep. disconnect from society? I'll go get a house out in the hills of Montana. Okay, Travis. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna grow that lumberjack beard out even more and start chopping trees down. Yep, yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to do that. I used to be, I used to be an English teacher before I was a writer, and here in Japan. And uh, one of the one of the big things that I would talk to my students about, uh, they would want to talk about, is uh, which do you prefer, right? Do you prefer city? Do you prefer countryside? And I'd say neither. Both are bad. The city is bad because it's really noisy. It's really fucking congested and traffic yeah. is bad and it smells and whatnot, whatnot. And countryside is bad because there's nothing, especially in Japan. In the countryside, there's absolutely nothing to do other than sit there and stare into space. Yeah, I mean, I, look, let me clarify. I don't want to live out in the middle of nowhere. I want to live yeah. relatively near a smaller I – like, I wouldn't mind living in a small city. Yeah. I just wouldn't want to live out in – you know, bumfuck nowhere. I yeah. I want to have internet access at the minimum. Right. <laughs> I would I would want to live. I think like my ideal would be to live either one or two hours kind of outside of a big city. My yeah, like, my, my parents live in Havasu right Lake Havasu right now, which is about two hours away from Vegas and three hours away from Phoenix. And Havasu is not a big city. It's a small city and it's right on the lake and it's really beautiful. 
and a lot of people associate it as a party town, but it's really not. It's only a party town for like two weeks out of the year. The rest of the year, it's a fucking retirement community. So it's really quiet. It's really nice. It's really chill. And that's kind of a really kind of a place that I would want to live when I go back to the States, for example. Yeah, if I if I ever have an opportunity and the money, I would love to live out in uh, Bozeman, Montana. Mm, where Travis uh, used to be. Yeah, where, where Travis is living right now. I went out and visited him about... Uh, four years ago or something like that, I think it was. That and was when you took your profile picture. Yep, that was that was <laughs> where this profile picture was taken. Yep. And I absolutely loved it out there. The scenery was beautiful. The city was uh, smaller, not not huge. And the air up there was so much cleaner than the air in Kenosha. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. I never thought I never thought you'd be able to tell the difference between Kenosha and there, but it was mm. like night and day when I got out of the aircraft. To be fair, Kenosha has a pretty low air quality, um, particularly for the reason you mentioned earlier that it's between Milwaukee and Chicago and it, it gets a lot of the yeah. flowing pollution from both of those cities, unfortunately, kind of congesting in the middle there. But um, it, it really is amazing when you go out into the, a more kind of a natural setting. Even, even here in Japan, the cities tend to be cleaner than cities in America by quite a large margin. And Japan calls Osaka the dirty city, but I would argue that Osaka's air is probably cleaner than Kenosha's. And the out in the, the wow. suburb of Osaka, Hirakata, that I used to live in, the air was absolutely pure as shit. Like, I, I'd, never, I'd never taken such a fresh breath of air in my life. And I know that sounds like the gayest thing I'll ever say, but it's absolutely, it's absolutely yeah. true. It's unbelievable. And yeah. you really notice it after going to a country that has really shit air. Uh, we, took, we took a trip to the Philippines last year and uh we went to manila of course and manila's air is probably the worst i've ever experienced in my life like literally people having to hold um like cloth over their faces to breathe into just to avoid all the smog from the traffic into these old ass cars and all this shit factories yeah. and whatnot they don't have such good clean um environmental environmentally friendly standards over there yet and just coming back to Kansai Airport here in Osaka, as soon as we landed and stepped out of the plane into the cold-ass March weather, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe how fucking amazing this air is. I know. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I think we've covered our two topics uh, pretty well here today. So yeah, we're going to bring... Yeah, so we're gonna bring uh, the first ever episode of uh, Petty Banter to a uh, to a close. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, Jim, do you want to plug anything before we leave today? Well, I I could be that guy and say buy my book on Amazon if do you it. like me. Do it. Well, so fine, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, plug your book. <laughs> do it, do it. If you guys are interested in supernatural mysteries, go and read my book on Amazon called All He Saw Was Autumn. Written by James, not the guy from Top Gear May. Yep, exactly. Not not British. <laughs> yes, that's right. James James not British May. That's yep. what you should. That's what you should put on your author profile, James May, <laughs> and then and like a tagline, just put not British or not the British guy. Yeah, <laughs> that would be funny. Yep, and um, so yeah, go buy Jim's book. Uh, I read it. I actually edited it, and I know that it's uh, it's a pretty good uh, first first attempt at a novel. And your next novel, you want to talk about that at all a little bit before we take off? I, I will uh, on our next podcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. Um, you guys should be totally hyped for it. It seems like it's going to be pretty cool, yeah. especially for like the type of people that are going to be listening to this kind of podcast, I think would really enjoy it. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll have a wider appeal than my first book. 
Yeah, I think so too. I definitely agree, especially to this kind of audience. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, he's Jim. I'm Nick. Um, if you want to see more of my shit, check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Rakume. Uh, going to be starting more regular streaming pretty soon, probably on uh, Pacific Time weeknights uh, during the week, yeah. But I'm not quite sure of time yet. But, of course, check out my website, uh, www.controlawesome.com. Check us out on YouTube and check us out on Facebook. Yeah, if you if you guys want to see me get absolutely like horribly mad at someone playing Hearthstone, I'm gonna upload a video on YouTube one of these days. Yeah, you can just yeah, see, see me get destroyed by my friend and get really pissed. You'll yeah, love it. Jim Jim doesn't play so many competitive games anymore because he gets pretty pissed off. Yeah, I get I get blood pressure problems if I get <laughs> if I play competitive games. It, you're gonna you're gonna need to go on the meds soon. <laughs> blood pressure yeah. medication. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. That's it for Control Awesome. I'm Nick. He's Jim. See you guys next time. See ya.